Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, well, let's kick it off. And today's conversation is going to be about the Bible. And uh, Alan, you already said you had some uh, information to share right away. So, yeah, actually, I have a great story. Well, it's not a a great story. It's actually it just um, it, it gets across the point that I'm trying to make with this discussion. And my grandfather lived a very Christ centered life. He read the Bible daily. And uh, when my my cousins were around, you know, they would go home and ask their parents, well, why does grandpa read that bi- that book all the time? And um, the explanation that my uncle had given was, well, that's just a book that Christians read to make themselves feel better. Wow. Which he had no knowledge, obviously, about the Bible, because the right. Bible doesn't make you feel better. Um in the beginning, I mean, it, it convicts you more than anything. Yeah, right, right. It it only conveys what miserable creatures we are. Yeah, there's a lot we, of punishment. Yeah, and- yeah, and that we need salvation. Um, you know, we need Jesus, and uh, that thought still sticks with my cousins today because they have no interest in the Bible. They have no interest in a relationship with Jesus. I have tried to. I have friends still, you know, in my hometown that I've tried to connect my cousin with to help him, you know, establish a walk. Yeah. He has no interest. Yeah, and it's, it's just, sad. And it started from way back there. That is sad. I remember growing up in uh, my grandparents' house, they had this big, huge, uh, ornate Bible. I mean, it was huge. It was like right. a centerpiece that the, sat on a table. The family Bibles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, the gold outline on the pages yeah. and the, and the, the color pictures in the beginning and the cover. I mean, it was crazy. This right. thing was huge. Yep. Uh, I think my grandmother used it in case somebody broke in the house, but <laughs> it's amazing to me that Bible never got opened. Right. I, I don't even remember growing up, uh, going over and opening it to look through it and read to see what it was about. There's no curiosity. And we went to church. Right. Um, And another, another story, I went to uh, Tennessee not too long ago. Uh, Both of my grandparents died within uh, days of each other. And my aunt did this. uh, My grandparents were under uh, her care as they were nearing the end of their life. Uh, She moved them up there and cared for them. And, you know, unfortunately they passed away while she was with them. But she made these tables uh, at the funeral um, that had all these pictures and uh, just things from my grandparents' life. I mean, I mean, tons of stuff, tons of pictures, paperwork, uh, even stuff from my dad who right. had passed away years earlier. And uh, it was it was interesting because on the table for my brother and I, there was a, a box, and in the box were two Bibles. Well, wow. yeah, which was crazy. They were, they were my Bibles, right? They were Bibles I took to church and to vacation Bible school and Sunday school and right. had all, I must've been eight ish mm-hmm. around there. And it was crazy. I don't, I don't have memories right, of the stuff I put in there with, you know, colored pencils and, right. you know, yeah. I have no memory of that stuff, but that's because, uh, and I hate to say it didn't play an important part that time in my life. Exactly. Exactly. And and it doesn't in a lot of people's lives. And I think that's, 
you know, one of the, the reasons that I um, it came to mind for me to want to cover this because a yeah. lot of people don't they don't think about it. They don't no. see the relevance. And, um, you know, the Bible was written over a period of 1500 years and by 40 different authors. Yeah. Wow. And there are, you know, there's no way that they, they could talk. There was no recording of that time. I mean, in, in that time, there was no, you know, YouTube or no, right. Or, yeah. you know, no people, recorded media. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody, you know, typing up transcripts or anything like that. So it's just amazing how over a period of 1500 years, 40 different people, can write about the same thing and and write about the the reverence of God and the goodness of God and the and the wrath of God as well. Yeah. yeah. It there was a story in the Bible and this is where I'm really bad at stuff. Uh there was a story in the Bible where and you might even know it where they had to memorize some of the things that were preached and taught. And that's how they went about conveying the message to other people. Right. They memorized it word for word right. in, a, in another language. Right. Absolutely. And they would go in front of somebody and they would repeat it. Right. And not, and it, I don't believe it was their native tongue. It wasn't their language. Right. And to me, that's just incredible because back then it was that important. Yes. Today, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know what the statistics are. I'd hate to look them up of the number of people that go to church versus the ones that don't or read the Bible right. versus the ones they don't. And I know we've heard that statistic in right. church before. Actually, it's pretty amazing that the Bible uh, up to a few years ago, I can't say with any definitive answer today, but I know up until a couple of years ago, um, the Bible was like the, the highest selling book yeah. in yeah. the world. Right. And that's amazing. That's really amazing because, you know, more and more people are buying the Bible, but there's <laughs> more and more crime it. and there's more and more, you know, oh, right. Yeah. All this stuff. Yes. But, and that's exactly right because people aren't reading the Bible. Yeah. I think when you, you know, you hit it before, like with your, uh, with your cousin, right? Right. He yeah. didn't, he didn't have a good understanding of what it meant. You know, his interpretation was it was a, you know, it was a book to make people feel better. Right. And it's, it's sad that the percep that a lot of people don't really have an educated opinion or perception about the Bible because they don't really look at it. Right. Uh, and that was, that was a downfall for me. I, you know, I, it was very intimidating to open the Bible and start reading it. Right. And, you know, you have to start somewhere. Right. And when you do, and you, you know, most people start at the beginning of a book Yes. and the, the beginning of Genesis is not that foreign to a lot of people. Amazingly, you know, people know where, right. the, how the Bible starts to a degree, but then you start reading the other books and then it starts to get heavy. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> then you're like, okay, well this is in it. And I think a lot of times it, it pushes people away. Definitely. Well, it's actually not promoted. Right. Even in a lot of churches, you know, you go to church, you don't have to take your Bible because they put it up on a, project, a oh, yeah. projection screen or allow you to bring your phone or a yeah, tablet. Absolutely. What do you think happens when those devices are on? Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You're looking at everything else. And there's just something about sitting down with the Bible, with oh, yeah. the word of God. Oh, I love it. You know, that really gets your heart, um, you know, gets inside it. It, it, it gets... After a certain point, after you started getting the knowledge, yeah. that knowledge, when you have an open heart, it gets into your heart and it starts oh, to transform sure. you. Yeah. And um, 
there's no other book that can do that. I mean, no, there are books out there that can tell you how to do certain things, get better at certain things, but uh, there's nothing that can really get inside your heart and just make that transformation. Yeah. Our church does a really good job at preaching the Bible and, and making it an important part of your everyday life. And I think there's a lot of places uh, and I know because I went to a church that didn't really promote that as right. the main reason you were there was attendance and not necessarily the preaching right. out of the book, which is the word of God and inspired yeah. word of God. There wasn't, it was more important that you show up. That was the most important thing. Right. When it should have been the most important thing was the preaching because it was inspired by God to, right. to you know, to preach your sermon for that day and, and out of the Bible. Absolutely. And actually, it's amazing when you when you look at the Bible and the history of the Bible, there are people that actually died. Uh, there yeah. were people that were burned at, at stake. There were people that beheaded. were beheaded. Yeah. Um, William Tyndale, I believe, he translated the Bible into English, I believe. Um, anyway, regardless, he was um, strangled and burned at the stake at age 42 because the church of that, at that time did not want the people to have the word of God. They wanted to dictate yeah. what the word of God was. And unfortunately, I believe if more people really took to heart yeah. what was put into getting that Bible to us today, they would see the value in it more. Yeah. You know, I think too, a lot of people make excuses uh, or provide substance as to why not to sit down I'm not, I'm not as, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to the Bible. I love reading the Bible. I right. love, I love the, the things that are in the Bible as it applies to my life and, and how Jesus was able to command such a presence through right. just his presence. Right. Uh, there's a lot about the Bible I love. I don't understand all of it. I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to being able to provide Bible history right. uh, events. I'm bad at recalling verses, although I can, somebody starts to say a verse, I can say, yeah, I can usually finish it or, or, or repeat it because right. I've read it before. Um, I've almost read my Bible cover to cover. Uh, and I don't think that, and I think that's a great accomplishment, right? But it's like, I asked my brother one time, I said, Hey, you know, have you read your, how many times have you read your Bible from front to back? And he said, never. Right. And I was like, what? And, and it shocked me. I thought every diehard Christian, uh, passionate Christ centered life was filled with multiple repetitions of reading the Bible cover to cover. Right. And that just, you know, and he didn't, and I put my brother right up there as uh, somebody I really look up to with his, right. His faith and his walk with God. and. And so that was a reality for me. It's like, you know, I, I enjoy reading the Bible, but it wasn't so much about the accomplishment cover to cover as it was with what I was getting from the Bible. Right. Absolutely. Like what was being uh, talked about. Definitely. And, um, you know, to trust and to know God, you have to read his Bible. You have to read his word and there's no other way. It, it doesn't just come automatically because automatically we are born with a sin nature. So. The, the truth and stuff in the Bible, when read, when read with sincerity and with that hungry heart, they will get in there. You know, a lot of people read the Bible as a piece of literature and they get the knowledge or part of the checklist. 
Yes. Well, yeah. Part of the checklist. Yeah. Um, definitely. And there are a lot of people that say there are contradictions in the Bible. So, you know, they, they don't want to read it because there's contradictions. Well, it was written over a period of 1500 years and by 40 different people. So, you know, a lot of them are writing. I can't say a lot of them. Many of them are writing um, about the same instance, the, the same event, but it's just from a different perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can get in a room of 10 people and uh, yeah, try to right. share information and it's going to be so different from the end than it was, you know, at the beginning. Look at our United States constitution. Right. Seriously. Less than 200, 250 years, less than that. I'm right. not doing the math real fast, but it's less than that. And look at what we've done to that today. Oh, absolutely. And with not getting into politics, but that's the comparison. You take yeah. something that was the inspired word of God. Right. And people will pick it apart because it's 1500 years old. There's, I don't know how many translations of the Bible now for, you know, I mean, people are still translating. Right. Absolutely. And it's amazing to me that, like you said, 10 people get in a room, you say one thing, and by the time it gets to the 10th person, it's completely changed. Right. We, it's, there aren't, there are a lot of manuscripts and books that are written today that are fallible. The Bible is infallible. Absolutely. There are no mistakes in the Bible. Right. Absolutely. It is, it is the only absolute truth that has ever been written. Absolutely. And I've had this discussion with people before, you know, about all these different translations. And, uh, you know, I'm not here to tell anyone that they need to read this type of Bible or that type of Bible. Um, but you, you have to find that truth. You have to see yeah. the truth. Yeah. And I, I search in the oldest Bible that is true to the oldest English translated Bible. Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I look at these other translations and I'm like, so they have to translate English into English. I, I don't understand yeah. uh, because when you read the Bible with the spirit and the spirit comes from prayer and been diligent, you know, um, when you, when you mingle those two together, the Bible's going to make sense and you're going to get it. Yeah. You, it's hard to sit down and read the Bible and not want to read it. That's it's almost impossible. It's almost an impossible task. What is it? Uh, Walking and chewing gum. Some people have a hard time with that. Yeah. yeah but absolutely. I can't, you know, when I first started, it was like, I need to do all these things. I need right. to read the Bible, pray, listen to sermons, go to church three days a week, right. uh, you know, talk to people about God, be, be, surround myself. It was so overwhelming that the Bible wasn't inviting to me. Right. I sat down to do it as a matter of a task. Right. Not something that I was like, man, you know, I should really. And now, uh, my son, my 11 year old's reading the Bible. Right. And I mean, he's reading the English translated, the King James version he's yeah. reading. And that's, you know, to watch him read, you know, it, in, it invites questions. Uh, it, it, it opens his mind to what happened that long ago. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it's, his faith is amazing. So, and actually I want to, I want to do a podcast on, like you had just talked about, you know, you, you put all these things in your life. Um, but I want to talk about in our next podcast, hopefully what you actually melted it down to what you, you got it down to where yeah. it was a chewable bite. It wasn't all this stuff that just confused you. Yeah. Anyway, that's another podcast. Um, 
you know, but yes, uh, back to the, you know, the, the history of the Bible, archaeologists have confirmed, you know, the Bible's accuracy. Yeah. Um, there's people that I've had conversations with right? that want to talk about the, you know, the papers and the, the original scrolls. And right. I think that's great. Um, my desire to was, was to walk with God first. Yep. Uh, not to really try to chew it apart. And I think sometimes this is my opinion only hope I don't offend anybody. I think people get out there and they try to pick something apart. Definitely. It's their job to try yes. to pull things and, and get into this argumentative or uh, it's not really investigative at that point. They're no. just trying to find something they can use in an argument. Right. Uh, and as it relates to the Bible, you know, we said it before, there's so many translations, there's yep. so many versions, there's so many, uh, and the truth gets convoluted in all of that. Yeah, man. They, I, I don't have interest in all those conversations. Right. Uh, I do know people that, you know, they're, they're intrigued by that. They, right. they like to know, uh, they, they want to read 10 different versions of the Bible translations. Right. Absolutely. Um, I don't, yeah, I stay in the same word. I read it over and over. I read a lot of the verses. I try to apply it to my life. And I think that's the really the purpose of the Bible, like you said, is the spirit uh, and how it affects your heart and the heart that you take to the Bible. Right. There's actually no way that you can read the Bible on a consistent basis with the openness or with the sincerity um, and not get something from it. There's just, it's impossible. If yeah. you're, if you're truly open to seeking God's word and what it says, because I can tell you firsthand you know, I applied the word of God to my life and it did what it said it would do. Yeah. You know, the peace yeah. and the joy and, and I'm not there yet. You know, holiness is something that I'm striving for. Right. But at least I have my salvation. I know that I have my salvation and I pray that, you know, I can, we can just help other people even get to this point. Yeah. The Bible uh, is a, is a thing I turn to every day. Uh, there's things uh, I read today in Jeremiah. I read some of the stories about uh, Egypt and, you know, the prophecy of Jeremiah. And some of those things I don't really relate to. Some right. of them I really can pick some stuff out of there. You know, right. like you said, the beginning of the Bible was a there's a lot of bad stuff, man. You didn't obey God. Boom. Right. Th things happen pretty immediately. Right. Uh, and it's not funny, but it's like it, when you read the Bible, and, th and this is why we don't get too in depth about it, because a lot of people uh, that we want to listen, that we pray, listen to this podcast are either starting a walk, have recently been saved, have uh, just started putting um, uh, Christianity at the center of their life. And the Bible is an important part. But if you get overwhelmed by it, you can become very confused. And I think it's important for people to know that. You know, don't get intimidated by it. Start out, uh, start reading it, have a plan of where you're going to go. Uh, I, I started in the New Testament. It was a very good read, very uh, uplifting, encouraging, positive. There was some stuff in there that, you know, truly will relate to your faith. Right. Uh, and that's and it's a good, great place to start. Right. Absolutely. And um, you're definitely you're you said it exactly right. You know, people need to be encouraged to read the Bible. We can't, you know, we're trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and wrap it in love and not barbed wire. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and, you know, back to what I was saying about the archaeologists, 
You have problems um, with that word, don't you? I do. It's okay. I don't know. It's, it's Guys that so dig long. up stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really alluding to the fact that they keep finding more and more stuff that uh, confirms it. But I just actually, the point that I was, I was going to make was they haven't found anything that conflicts. Yeah. Right. With right. the, the record of the Bible. Yeah. There's no contradictions that they're digging up. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't open a time capsule and, and it says, Hey, everything in the Bible is false. Right. They haven't found that. No, they haven't found anything that contradicts it. Actually, I was just reading. It's been a lot of things to confirm it. Right. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And I was just reading also, I can't remember what it was, but um, they were looking for where one of the apostles was baptized, I believe. And they couldn't really find the location or anything, but they, they dug and it was like 40 feet below the surface. They found this place where that's um, incredible. Man. Yes. Cause it had the, the four porticos and stuff and they found that. Yeah. And um, it's just more confirmation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool when you do read some of the history. I'm not a big history buff. I know a lot of people that are, and I think it's great. I love listening to the stories that they've learned. So why would I go back and try to right. work it? And they I took the time to figure it out. So definitely. And that's another you, thing awesome. too. Um, you know, there are so people, there are so many people looking for proof and they're looking for this and they're looking for that before they get into the word of God. Well, I want to make sure this is what it, oh, it says it's supposed to be before I get into it. When in all actuality, if you get into the word of God, you get into your head, you let it make its way into your heart. You consistently search. Yeah. Um, you're not, that's all the confirmation anyone's ever going to need. Well, you said this in a podcast before, and I thought it was, I thought it was funny, uh, interesting, not really funny. I laughed at it a little bit, but people will commit to stuff. They'll commit to go into the gym. They'll get on a diet. They'll, uh, they'll take a new way to work. They'll do all this stuff. And it's like, Hey man, why don't you just read the Bible 30 days? Just take five minutes a day, right. five minutes, five days, you know, whatever works right. for you, yep. pick something and just do it. Commit to it for 30 days and see yep. if it won't add something to your life. Reading the Bible will not take anything away from your life. I promise you. No, I could sit definitely. here and tell you absolutely without it, it won't take anything away. It'll replace stuff in your life that's not good for you. Right. Uh, and, and if you'll spend that five minutes on that, what else would you be spending your time on? Absolutely. It's, and I really think it's important that people do that, that they that they just make a commitment. You know, I I, it drives me crazy when people are like, well, you know, I got this going on or right. I got this going on. Yeah. Well, those are choices you make. And so is reading the Bible. Absolutely. And you said exactly right. You know, there are people that will invest time and in going to a college class to pursue their career. They will invest years of their life <laughs> until um, their life ends. And they will. Yeah. <laughs> until they exactly. Great point. Because um, the Bible you know, all these books and classes and all these things that we we seek when we're alive don't prepare us for afterward. No. The Bible prepare, prepares us for after death. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you know, in the beginning, it's um actually it's just a guide for our life. It's a guidebook for our life. Yeah. Um, we invested. Well, I'll say we uh, me, not we. Uh unless you want to jump in on this, but we talk a lot about being heathens and how we, you know, we did some crazy stuff. Uh, I know I did. Um, 
but we, but I also took a lot of time and invested it, uh, in here and now in, in, in me in the present, right? My job, uh, money, things were all tied here. Uh, right. and it's our pastor says this and and it's true. I've said it before. You can't take it with you. Right. You can't take the financial stuff, the, uh, the worldly stuff. And you, we invest so much time on making sure we're so perfect with this. And so, uh, so set up for this and, and it's, and it's nuts because now I'm finding that I place all this time and effort and energy for what comes after. Absolutely. And I bring up my dad probably pretty much in every episode sure. and it's not to lift him up. Like I'd said before, but it's just the, an example. Uh, my mom died probably eight or nine years prior to my dad passing. And um, like two months after she passed, he had open heart surgery. <laughs> so he could, he wasn't able to go out there and work as hard as he, he yeah, had right. before. And he wasn't able to go out there and make the income that he was before. But um, the amazing thing is the more he focused on God, the more time that he spent reading and praying. And at the end of his life, he was, he was reading and praying like eight hours a day. Wow. Which is phenomenal. I would love to do just half of that. But point being, when he couldn't go out and do those things and he focused more on God, he did better financially, spiritually, health-wise, in every way um, prior to that because his focus was on God and it was on the Word of God. Yeah. You know, he... uh, well, people don't, they won't take our word for it. Yeah. it. I mean, I can sit here and tell you all day long, the blessings that have come from, uh, from my salvation and right. from having a Christ centered walk, uh, people won't take our word for it. I will, I will make one thing absolutely certain. You will die at some point you will die. Right. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to have happen afterwards. So what do you have to lose? And we talked about this before. You don't carry insurance on your car yeah. because you're expecting to have an accident right. or you expect you'll never have one. Yeah. I mean, it just, it goes both ways. People, people like to pick the argument. Well, right. I'll just be good in my life. Nothing bad's going to happen. And after I die, who cares? I won't know what happens. Well, well, yeah, you will. Well, there's an, yeah, there's an argument that says, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Bad stuff will happen to you if you don't yep. turn your life over to Christ. Absolutely. I mean, it's just in, in, in really you don't have the argument. Right. But uh, back to the Bible, what are some what are some suggestions you could give people on where to start, uh, what to look at, uh, that kind of stuff? Uh, Wow. You really have me stumped because I don't know how to teach. Really, I can only tell you about my life. Um, And I've gotten in such a a habit of doing it. I don't really know where I started. Um, let me think about How about it. just read the Bible? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely read the Bible. Um, but I like your advice. I think everyone should start in the new Testament, um, you know, to, to, to get familiar with Jesus, you know, and what he can do and what he can provide. And then, um, you know, just start applying some of those principles. You know, we, there are the 10 commandments, which are in the old Testament that doesn't really, we don't live by those anymore. And it's only to 
make it obvious that we can't live up to those. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's some great truths in the New Testament about the, the commandments. And, you know, uh, Jesus said, you know, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul. And the second commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you think about that, if we just loved Lord, the if we just love God with all of our heart and soul and we loved our neighbors uh, as we loved ourselves, there wouldn't be uh, all this crime. People wouldn't no, be killing no. each right. other. There, you know, you wouldn't be trying to sleep with your, your neighbor's wife. Yeah, with so your neighbor. Why do, why do people not want to do that stuff? Well, um, human nature, which is yeah. sin nature. Yeah, definitely. Like, why did, why did we not want to do that stuff? Right. And you said it while ago, you said, you know, we are not going to sit here and convince everyone um, that they need to change or, or how to do things because a man convinced, convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Yep. yep. Definitely. And that's the thing that crossed my mind when you said that is I had an example. I had my dad. Yeah. But I didn't get it. Yeah. And I said this before too, you know, the, the teacher appears when the student is ready. Well, uh, I'm hard headed enough. Oh, I'm self-willed too, enough man. that I was going to do things my way if it was going to kill me. And it ultimately could have. Yeah, it could have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I, you know, I look, it was, it was funny. I was talking to my wife and, uh, Gosh, she's going to kill me when she listens to these. We were talking about stuff and we were talking kind of about our upbringing. Right. You know, I came from my dad had, you know, he was married several times. He, you know, he was a, he was an alcoholic. Uh, he was, he had a, a different girlfriend pretty much uh, every weekend. My brother and I would wake up, there'd be somebody else at the house. Uh, there was all kind of, and, but it was a different upbringing than what my wife had. Right. You know, her parents are still together. And so guess whose footsteps I started to follow? Right. You know, what did my life start to mirror? And now, listen, it was me and my brother, but he had the opportunity, you know, he had a 50-50 shot. Right. He could, you know, he could start off like my dad uh, and he could, he could deviate and go another way. And and so he started out the same way. Don't get me wrong. You know, he wasn't this angelic being either. Right. Uh, he started off on a, a very bad way, but right. then he found his way to God. And I'll say through his life, I watched, you know, the Bible become a centerpiece. Right. It was very important. Uh, and I think when you take that, you take that away from somebody's life or take it out of their life right. where they're not involved in it, uh, you know, you, you can see, I mean, look at our lives right? and you can see where that goes. Uh, with my wife, she was involved in church and, and the Bible wasn't foreign, uh, but she also had all the other components right. that made things successful to a degree in her life. And listen, right. she's not an angel either, right? but more to a degree. I think the Bible is a very important part. I think it's a, a very, uh, uh, pivotal part of your life, but you should make it a centerpiece. Definitely. We put so much other garbage in there, man, yeah. movies, music, TV, right. uh, the news, all that other crap. And you, you know, you asked me what my advice would be and I got stumped because I just, I know what I do, but um, you know what I did, I, I just started getting up earlier, reading the Bible, uh, praying, uh, Learning because being a Christian isn't about believing in Jesus, it's about believing on Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, the only way you can believe on Jesus 
is to know who he was yeah. and to know how yeah, he good how he was because we are called to be Christ like um that's the whole purpose of of religion is to become well it should be it's not the full purpose of religions in the world today right but the Christ centered relationship um is our goal as Christians to be Christ centered and there's no other way to learn you know what Christ is about, who he was, what he did, his heart. There's no way to know that unless you read the Bible. Yeah. And the point I was going to bring up as you were talking about your dad, and then I, you know, this, this is where this podcast goes. I start heading in a different direction. Right. You're going one way and I don't, I, yeah. I'm yelling for you in the woods. Alan, <laughs> look at the shiny thing. Yeah. yeah I know. The point I was going to try to make is that the Bible was a centerpiece in your dad's life, much yep. like prayer and church and yep. his faith. Uh, and it wasn't in mine. Right. What happens is you had an idea of where to go and, and kind of a plan of attack. Right. And, and I didn't. When, right. when all of this stuff happened and I turned my life over and, and started heading in that direction of a Christ-centered life, I don't know what to do. Right. And my brother gave me the roadmap, but he wasn't here to say, hey, this is where you start. And, and yeah. you know, it falls on me. I didn't ask him. Right. When we went to church, church is a good place. Uh, a Bible preaching church, a good church is yep. a good place to get an understanding of where to go in your Bible. And there's and there's resources there that you right. can talk to and, and ask and get an idea, uh, much like a discipleship program. Yeah. In the Bible, you you have to have an idea of what you're going to do. I will say if you don't, at least open it and start to read it. Definitely. And I really like what you had said about, um, you know, you had, I, th- I believe it was your daughter yeah. that you said, yeah. just try it for 30 days. Yeah. You know, and I believe that is key, you know, to, for everyone. Um, start where you are. I mean, if you have five minutes in the morning. Yeah. If you have 30 minutes, do yeah. whatever amount of time you have consistently and 30 days is a good amount of time to create a habit. Um, you know, maybe 60 days and, and just go from there. Yeah. Um, you know, but at least start at 30 days and, and see what it does. Because when you, when you sincerely open your heart to what it says, it will transform your life. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And if you have a physical Bible, that's awesome. But if you don't, uh, there's plenty of apps and websites out there that you can actually read a Bible online. And I think that's phenomenal, even if that's a place where you start because you're not uh, carrying a physical Bible around. But like Alan said, no matter what, if you'll just start and make it part of your day or your routine, it will benefit your life. Right. Actually, one of the resources that I use is I, I have a physical Bible that I read, but the Blue Letter Bible yeah. app. Yep, I have the same one. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal um, tool. Definitely, because actually I'd had it on my phone for a while. I didn't realize how yeah how in depth it is. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because you can you can go through it and not only will it you can you read it, but you can click on a verse and it will break it down. It will give you yeah. commentaries. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And there's a lot to it. Uh 
knowing commentary sources, that all comes with your growth and your walk and people you reach out to. We're not affiliated with uh, Blue Letter Bible at all. They don't do anything for this podcast. In fact, nobody does anything for this podcast. <laughs> right. Which is cool. Because, well, God does. Yeah. That's well, all we're sure. Concerned about. Well, yeah. you know what I meant. The, yeah, yeah, humanly, yeah, yeah. the humanly side of it. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're sitting in a house doing a podcast a couple of times a week. And, yeah. But we appreciate that you listen and we think it's awesome. And we've gotten some good feedback now from a couple of people. Pass it along to everybody. Uh, our episodes will start blasting out on Tuesdays and Saturdays as a yep. regular. Uh, and if we, if God blesses us even more with more time, we'll do some more during the week. Definitely. Absolutely. And I believe um, we did get, well, I know that we did get some, some feedback, but also I would like to put out there if there's somebody that's struggling that, yeah. you know, don't, that, that have lived a, a similar lifestyle to us. Um, and we can just help. Yeah. Don't I, I be w- afraid to reach out. Yeah, man. That's what this is for. Yeah. We have the website and, uh, it'll be tagged. It's always tagged in the podcast information. Go there, send us, send us an email. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. I Absolutely. Mean, we are here to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ and talk about God. And if we don't have the answer, we know where to find it. Yeah. We know people. We know the Bible. <laughs> we know the Bible. We know to look at yeah. the Bible. And we yeah. know people that know yeah. the Bible. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Well, have a blessed day and thanks again for joining us. See you. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.